From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, President Yoon Suk-yeol announces a high-speed commuter train plan to help ease congestion between the capital and satellite cities. Pyongyang claims it fired a new and improved weapon, but Seoul believes it's a rebranded missile upgraded from earlier models. And South Korea's economy notched 1.4% on-year growth in 2023, the lowest since 2020. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. President Yoon Suk-yeol on Thursday vowed to make sweeping improvements to public transit in the Seoul metropolitan area by announcing a plan for a high-speed commuter train to help ease the congestion between the capital and satellite cities. Max Lee reports. During a groundbreaking ceremony of the Great Train Express Line C on Thursday, President Yoon Suk-yeol said that commuting time will be drastically reduced thanks to the new train. He added new jobs will be created along the GTX route, revitalizing the region and providing new housing in areas near train stations, which will help create a hyper-connected metropolitan zone. The first GTX line, Line A, connecting Susa Station in Seoul's Gangnam District to Dongtan Station in Hwasong, 45 kilometers south of the capital, is scheduled to open in March. Construction of the GTX B line linking Incheon to Namangju, east of the capital, will begin in March for an expected opening in 2030. The GTX C line will pass through Ujungbu and connect Yangju, 29 kilometers north of Seoul, to Suwon, just south of the capital. Lines D. E and F will also be newly constructed with routes from Incheon to Wanju, Incheon to Namyangju, and encircling the capital region. President Yoon said the completion of all GTX lines should reduce the commute between the surrounding area to central Seoul to around 30 minutes, reducing the inconvenience for the public forced to seek residences outside the capital. The president also pledged to expand the high-speed train services to other parts of the country, vowing to push for the establishment of an XTX service with a maximum speed of 180 kilometers per hour in four other metropolitan areas. To further improve the transportation system, Yoon vowed to invest 11 trillion won or 8.2 billion U.S. dollars to speed up delayed projects and establish new bus lanes on expressways while putting additional double-decker electric buses into service. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. Following its launch of multiple cruise missiles on Wednesday, North Korea has claimed that it fired a new and improved weapon. South Korea, for its part, contends that the North fired a rebranded missile upgraded from earlier models. Daniel Trey has more from both countries. A day after firing a number of cruise missiles, North Korea announced on Thursday that it tested a new strategic cruise missile. The state-run Korean Central News Agency reported that the General Missile Bureau carried out the first test launch of the Purasal-331, currently under development. The morning before at around 7 a.m., the news agency said that the test firing, which were tracked in a circular trajectory, did not pose a threat to any neighboring countries and was of no regional security concern. The report also said that the test firing was a stage of the developmental process seeking to constantly update the regime's weapon systems, following under regular and obligatory operations of the Missile Bureau and affiliated defense institutes. The South Korean military announced on the same day that Pyongyang appears to have improved the performance of its existing launch vehicle before Wednesday's test of a rebranded missile. In a press briefing, the Joint Chiefs of Staff said that the missile seems to be an improved version of the previous Hwasal-1 and Hwasal-2 long-range strategic cruise missiles. 
The JCS said that Wednesday's missile had a comparatively shorter range than the previous variant, leading to the conclusion that the test concerned the improvement of existing systems. Seoul tracked the missiles in real time until they disappeared, and experts both at home and the U.S. are analyzing details of the launches while considering the possibility that the North was conducting a mock test of a strategic nuclear warhead detonation in mid-flight. Daniel Che, KBS World Radio News. North Korea-linked hackers reportedly attacked a record number of cryptocurrency platforms and stole more than $1 billion worth of crypto assets last year. According to a report from the blockchain analysis firm Chainalysis on Wednesday, North Korea hacked into global crypto platforms around 20 times last year, the most since related data was first collected in 2016. The report said that although the number of attacks rose to 20 last year, the value of stolen assets, about $1 billion in 2023, is lower than the year before, when a record $1.7 billion was stolen by hackers linked to Pyongyang. The amount stolen last year is still more than double the $429 million of the cryptocurrency taken from nine platforms in 2021. Chainalysis said that North Korea-linked hacks have been on the rise over the past few years, with cyber espionage groups such as Kimsuki and Lazarus Group utilizing various malicious tactics to acquire large amounts of digital assets. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. The economy grew 1.4% last year from a year earlier. According to the preliminary data by the Bank of Korea on Thursday, the country's on-year real gross domestic product growth for 2023 matched the forecasts by the central bank and the government, but is the lowest since 2020 when the economy contracted 0.7%. For the fourth quarter of last year, the economy grew 0.6% from the previous quarter and expanded 2.2% from a year earlier. The economy contracted 0.3% in the fourth quarter of 2022 before rebounding to growth of 0.3% in the first quarter of last year, followed by steady expansion of 0.6% for three consecutive quarters. Exports increased 2.6% on year in 2023, while imports rose 1% last year. The country's real gross national income increased 1.4% last year. President Yoon Suk-yeol's approval ratings continue to slide this week. According to the National Barometer Survey conducted by Enbrain Public, K-State Research, Korea Research, and Hanguk Research on 1,001 people nationwide over the age of 18 from Monday to Wednesday, it found that 31% approved of his performance. Those in favor fell one percentage point from the survey two weeks ago, while his disapproval rating stood still at 61%. With the general elections in April, 42% of respondents said the ruling People Power Party should gain seats to better manage state affairs, a 3 percentage point increase from the previous survey, while 48% backed the opposition party to keep the government and ruling party in check, 2 percentage points more than the previous survey. The survey had a response rate of 17.7%, with a sampling error of plus or minus 3.1 percentage points and a 95% confidence level. A law punishing employers for workplace accidents will apply to companies with fewer than 50 employees from Saturday after the rival parties failed to agree on a two-year extension to the grace period. 
while the parties have until the end of the Thursday plenary session to pass the extension bill, an agreement is unlikely given that they are both wary of the response from the business and labor communities ahead of the April general elections. Since the revision bill was submitted last September, the government and the PPP have called for the grace period extension, citing a lack of preparation by businesses with fewer than 50 workers and a personnel shortage. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index inched up 0.65 points, or 0.03%, on Thursday to close the day at 2,470.34. The tech-heavy Kosdaq fell, shedding 12.47 points, or 1.49%, to close at 823.74. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 1.21 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,335.81. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's New Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.